This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome back to the show. As you know, I've had a background in healthcare for a little over a dozen years, and I talk with a lot of healthcare advocates. And today we definitely have a really strong one. I've got Dr. Eric Zielinski on the line. Dr. Z, how are you? I'm awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this one. This will be fun. Agreed. Uh, this is a great subject. And you know, even in the pre-show, we talked a little bit about uh, the healing power of essential oils. You know, that's your first book. And we talked about healthcare in North America and the demands on the system and those demands are just going to get worse. And we don't have one, the funding uh, to be able to pay for uh, the demand and two uh, way of life. And I think that's one area that doesn't get enough attention when we're talking about healthcare is how can an individual live a healthier life now so that they can live a healthier life later. And, and I, I know that uh, the healing power of essential oils uh, just you know, really talks about that, but you know, let's dive into that. So, you know, what, what was the, in the, I guess the, you know, the drive for you to, to write this book? You know, the, the thing about it is it's become necessity for me to do a lot of the things that I have that really were not on my five to 10 year vision board. Like I'm, I actually was talking to my wife the other day, like I'm doing nothing that I was planning on. I was going to be doing right now. I'm supposed to be managing a health center. I went to school to become a chiropractor. I had it all lined up. My wife and I had the whole, you know, five, 10 years lined out and you know, just things happen. <laughs> Next thing you know, you know, God has another plan. We always say. And so, you know, the, the reality is as a public health researcher, I, I found very quickly in the natural health space that there's a disparity, a huge disparity between um, fact, fiction, anecdotal evidence, evidence-based. And, and I was a medical writer at the time, and one of my clients commissioned me to write a series of public health reports about essential oils. And so I was forced to, it was my job to write and to read all about essential oils. And my mind was blown. It really was it, about just the sheer vast amount of evidence supporting the therapeutic efficacy of using these oils. And one thing you talk a lot about is reducing stress, prevent burnout. Well, like nothing can help like that. Nothing can help someone really stop a panic attack, help stop burnout, put you in that really nice parasympathetic rest and digest state like lavender oil or bergamot oil or something. I actually just got out of a massage doing a little self-love, self-care, which everyone listening needs to do. And I was just in a different state of mind, just an hour, hour and a half away, getting away from the office, the busyness of life, the kids, and just focusing on me preventing burnout. And I started seeing more and more people coming up to me and, and online and just the, the, the vast majority of, of uh, what is it? The call for help. It's just a plea for, we need something is people like, how do I manage this? You can call it burnout. You can call it stress. You can call it anxiety. You can call it PTSD. All of it's lumped into, we just can't handle life anymore. And the drugs aren't working. Um, nutrition helps. It really does. Um, therapy is great. And, and, but people are looking for maybe something else, like something instant, something even more powerful, like something medicinal, but without the side effects. 
And, and that's really where essential oils just came into my life to help my own burnout, to help my own stress, to help, my, help my, myself manage PTSD and depression and things in my life. And so really the book was just birthed out of a need that I realized as I was going online, a lot of financial bias out there, a lot of people selling, hacking, you know, we don't sell oils, we just educate. A lot of people uneducated, you know, they don't understand physiology, they don't understand toxicology, they certainly didn't go to aromatherapy school. Um, people, you know, I'm like, you know what, let, let, let me just try to put something out there. And it took off, like huge. I was like, wow, this is really neat. And so the next book just published last month, The Essential Oils Diet, um, really just opened up a whole new world for us because now we're diving more into lifestyle behaviors that people can, can use to prevent burnout and, and alleviate stress and to be more profitable and more productive in their life. You know, I love, I love what you're talking about, and especially and congratulations on the new book, by the way, uh, because it's, it's definitely needed because again, I worked in the primary care setting for a dozen years and primary care physicians, um, more or less, and I know this is a blanket statement, but it's my show, so I can do it. Uh, they prescribe what they're comfortable prescribing. And oftentimes if they've been practicing for you know quite some time, um, they get into a bit of a rut when it comes to just, you know, okay, they basically are wanting to spend five to seven minutes with a patient and they say, we'll take, you know, 20 milligrams of this or 40 milligrams of that and not really dive into what's going on. And, you know, the majority of people that you know, were coming into the clinic, you know, stress was a common issue. Now that was, you know, one of the things that they were dealing with. Now many of them had chronic diseases, but again, I'm a firm believer of, you know, your environment and how you deal with things and how you internalize things, you know, creates situations such as heart disease or cancer or anything else that we hear about, type 2 diabetes. All of these things are, yes, there's some external factors involved, of course, but there's a lot of internal things and getting your body back into more of a harmonious state with you know, oils that are natural, that are from the earth. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that everything that we need to survive and live healthy lives occur naturally. There's natural things on the planet that we need. The oceans, plants, all of these things. We don't need to you know, sit in a laboratory and come up with all of these different concoctions of, of chemicals and and things like this that yes can band-aid a, a situation that you have but it doesn't actually get to the root cause or causes of your things and of course that's why you see in the commercials in the u.s you know it's a 90 second commercial for the latest medication from whomever and you know 10 seconds of it is if you're dealing with this or this, take this. And then the rest of the commercial is the 18,000 side effects, including death, extreme diarrhea, you name it. Um, and I'm, I'm going, um, why in the world would I want to take that? You know, it's like I'd rather deal with the ailment that I'm dealing with. And it's, again, it's one of those things where I, society needs to really wake up and look at 
doing something different instead of just automatically going to the the pharmacy and either getting something over the counter or getting a prescription for something that again is not going to quote unquote cure what you're dealing with. It's going to mask it. It's going to band-aid it. It's going to not deal with the the root cause. And you know, you, you mentioned burnout. For me, when I talk with people, yes, taking a vacation and getting some sleep and all of that kind of stuff can kind of reduce your burnout symptoms and you know potentially you get past it. But it doesn't address what led up to it in the first place. And I'm one of let's get to the foundation. Let's figure out what's causing whatever is going on in your life. Address it there. And then it's done. And then you have, again, a healthier life. You have the ability to enjoy things. You, you don't have to worry about um, those things that you see a lot of your colleagues deal with because you're, you're living a much better life and you're doing it with you know, natural things that aren't creating any side effects other than, wow, that was another great night of sleep I just had because I used lavender oil on my pillow or something, you know, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's those, those subtle things that just make a, a, a gigantic difference in people's lives. You know, it, it's about empowerment. And there is, uh, I don't know, there, there's a revelation I think a lot of us end up seeing and experiencing that we are essentially sacrificing health for wealth and not not wealth in the sense of you know riches and and i'm just just survival and something's happened and something's happened and this is ubiquitous i mean it's everywhere and something that i've been i've been uh, privileged to do is more and more share and help leaders and one of actually one of the reasons why i really I took the opportunity to get on this podcast with you is because th- this is so much more than a discussion about, hey, I, I just don't want to be sick. And, and you know, we're talking to the, the new age hippie people who are, you know, in their yoga pants and they're, 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 they're drinking their celery juice and, you know, that group of people. No, no, this is everybody. The foundation of our entire life is, is set and restricted somewhat by this earth suit, I call it, this body. I mean, you can't fulfill your, your dreams and your visions if you're, if you're chronically ill. You really can't. You can't perform emotionally, mentally. You can't perform sexually. You can't perform professionally. I mean, the foundation of everything that we are as people, and, and as a Christian, and for people that resonate with faiths, you know, you can't divide your spiritual from your physical world. And that's something that I've seen, especially you, we, you know, burnout, I can sense can be a definite theme of this talk because in, in the pastoral ministry, priests, rabbis, ministers, shamans, I mean, you have people like that leaders. And of course, we have the leaders of, of our nation, the leaders of our cities and all that. CEOs, burnout is a huge issue across the board. And it's not only just burnout for leaders, but what about the leader of your home? What about a single mom we're talking to? What about a working mom, working dads? And so I, I, it dawned on me as, as I started helping people and, and working with people one-on-one as we started blogging, um, we have documentaries and we have classes out there. I mean, we have, we're blessed. We have almost 6 million people visit us every year on our website. And you start compiling data and you start, you know, you start clumping just themes together. And, and by and large, the number one thing that I've gotten that kind of still shocks me is people 
are clueless. They really just don't know. They don't know how they got in the mess they're in. They don't know how to get out. And, and that's not a judgment call, but it's a wake-up call. Like people don't know how to garden anymore. They don't know how to do health care anymore. Like self-care, like in my first book, The Healing Power of Essential Oils, I quoted a Medscape report of a um, emergency room physician quoting saying 75% of the people that come into the ER have no business even being in the ER. We're talking simple sprains and little cuts and bruises and, you know, simple stuff that you should be able to take care of yourself. And the problem is through a system of just a couple generations of people just forgetting how to care for themselves. They've given all of that over to the government. They've given that all of that over to the medical system. And we talked before we jumped on the call today about prevention. Well, that's not part of the paradigm. Medicine isn't prevention. Medicine is treatment. And doctors are, tr are, are trained very well, by the way, very well to keep people alive in emergency situations. And they're, they're trained for surgery. They're trained to understand the body's physiological response to different medications. But when it comes to prevention, most are clueless. Again, clueless. The blind, so essentially what has happened, it's the blind leaving the blind, where you have medical doctors with absolutely zero training in nutrition, trying to help people, you know, prevent or treat diabetes, which is typically a lifestyle disease. We're talking type two diabetes, right? Exercise, nutrition, and, and it's essentially pervasive. And so if there's one thing I could do, and I would love to do for everyone listening right now, is, is to realize that the onus is on us, me, you, us, individually, to take care of ourselves, to learn, to kind of get back to our roots and understand what it's like to take care of ourselves, what to eat, what not to eat. Basic things that our great, great grandparents just took for granted because they had to <laughs> or they would die. And so with that, you have things at your disposal, herbs and supplements and essential oils and nutrition and exercise, meditation, mind, body. And, and you know, if you need it, you got drugs. But at the end of the day, there is no excuse for people not to have vibrant, healthy lives. And it's really a matter of education and confidence. And that's a big one. People need to be confident. And I want to help them be confident so they feel like they know what they're doing. It's crucial. And something that you know I saw in, in the primary care days was how few people take ownership of their health. And you, you hit it right on the head. They've handed it over to the government. They've handed it over to their insurance companies. They've handed it over to their doctor, expecting their doctor to know everything about them. Okay, They're not going to know everything about you in a 10-minute appointment. And even if you've gone to them for 10 years, you know, how many appointments do you go to? And now if, you, you know, if you've got a chronic disease, maybe a little bit more frequently, but they may have seen you over a 10-year period, I don't know, 50 times. Mm -hmm. Okay. So even with that, and you spread out over that period of time, they're not going to know everything about you. They, so they have to, again, make a decision based on what you tell them. And they diagnose based on what you know they tell you or you tell them. And short of getting blood work and other things of that nature, they're just going on what you know, and if the majority of us don't know or understand our health care, we're going in there, you know, 
completely blind and, and basically asking for something or describing something which may not actually be what's going on. And it, it's scary. And again, I saw it all the time, you know, with people coming in with stress and a variety of different things going on in their lives. And it's like, you're coming here with hopes, obviously, that you can get better, but you're expecting it to be in this, you know, nice little 20 milligram fix. And that's not going to cut it. You, we are complex, as you said, we're very complex beings and you know there's certain things that we have to do and it's you know and i i would say this you know even though our longevity is getting longer than it was in previous generations by far we are nowhere near as healthy as our ancestors were because of our lifestyle you know food choices elements you name it you know, I would say that my you know great grandparents were were probably healthier as a generation than my generation again because they weren't exposed to you know all the um, I want I guess laziness is a good way to describe it choices that we make um, whether it's preparing a meal instead of ordering it through a window or um, grocery shopping you know getting everything from the middle of, of the grocery store instead of the perimeter where they actually have real food and not um, cardboard boxed versions of uh, quote unquote food. Uh, so it's all of these choices that we make and the excuses that we give ourselves so that we don't have time to prepare a meal. Like uh, we all get the same amount of time and our ancestors did it and they worked full time. Uh, so what's your excuse? I just, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss to, you know, what the excuses are and I hear them and I know, you know, single parents, they've got all, you know, all the challenges and things like that, but it's all, it's all about prioritization of your health. And it's like, if, are you going to prioritize your health in your life or not? And are you going to take control of your life or are you going to delegate it to somebody else? You know, the benefits are, are unfathomable. The, the, the benefits that I want to give people a reason. I want to give people a why. Like, okay, why, why would I do this? Why would I, why would I not go to McDonald's? Like I'm saving 15 minutes, right? Or I'm saving an hour or I'm, you know, when I don't have to make my own food and wash my own dishes, like why wouldn't I go out to eat? Like we know some very wealthy, successful people that literally go out to eat pretty much every meal, like all the time. And like, why, why wouldn't I do that if I could afford it? That's, that's like, that's a gift, right? Time is a blessing. Well, you know, look at the why behind it. And one thing that, of course, the health aspect is for sure. I, I, I want to give people a reason where it's just not, you know, so I can make more money, so I can work more. Um, you know, I don't want to cook so I can spend more time with the kids. Well, you know, spend time with your kids in the kitchen. Like my daughter right now, we have a nanny. My daughter's three years old and my daughter is making um, cute, you know, neat little no-bake um, brownie cookie thingies that are really healthy version with, with the nanny. It's like our project. And, and I do that with my kids on Saturdays or Sundays. They love my gluten-free apple pancakes. And my daughter knows what to do, what to get. My son's getting this. My daughter's getting that. And it's fun. It's, it's, it's living life. It's doing things. And the thing is, especially for those people listening who are parents or grandparents or you have children in your life in one way or another, think about the, the why behind this is giving them the legacy of 
um, self-sustainability, giving them the legacy of self-sufficiency. And I'll, I'll, you know, my mom, my mom was kind of hard on us as kids in a few different areas, but one area that she was hard on us in a good area was we knew how to clean. We knew how to cook. We knew how to take care of ourselves. She raised independent boys and, and she was hard on us. So we would be independent. So when we, we went to college, we knew what to do. We knew how to clean. We knew how to, you know, we knew how to manage a kitchen. And that is, that is a skill that what is happening to the next generation? We're essentially enabling them. And that's what's happened. You know, the baby boomers did a lot of the damage. And my generation, I'm 40 years old, my generation somewhat become enabled. And my generation now is really enabling the next generation. Like these kids are just clueless. I mean, you know, when Facebook, this is a shocker, right? When Facebook had, I don't know if you knew this, they, it shut down. Like Facebook had a huge issue a couple months ago for like four hours. It was like gone. And, and like people were having panic attacks. It was all over the news. People are like, their lives crumbled because Facebook shut down. They had a server issue for like four hours. Like that's the next generation. Um, these, these kids need to learn how to live. You know, they need to learn basic skills. And they're not teaching that in school. Our liberal arts colleges, our science-based colleges, our technological classes, yeah, they could design great websites. They're very creative, um, whatever they can want to do on the computer. But we got to get back to some really cool basics here. And so that's something that really inspires me, and I hope inspires some of y'all listening to, like, what's your why? You know, pass it down. Bless the next generation. Pay it forward. And more, more importantly, you know, how many more people can you positively affect if you are in a better state of mind, if you're in a better state of financial health, mental health, emotional health? I found that a life worth living is a life that is destined and designed and determined to help others. Because that really gives you purpose. You know, like these kinds of shows, these podcasts, you don't have to do this, but you're giving people tools that will help them. And I know, I just know it. It's, it's a grind sometimes, scheduling this, doing that, editing this, but you know you're helping people, educating, and there's a satisfaction that is, it's invaluable. And I want to give people that too. And, and again, if your earth suit is weighing you down, you really can't fulfill your call. So true. And yeah, I remember the Facebook outage and even, you know, earlier this week, Google calendar was out of commission for a little bit and everyone on social media was complaining. I have no idea what my next meeting is. And I looked at it as, Hey, here's an opportunity to go outside. It's like, well, I didn't know about the meeting and I just go outside and do something. There's your meeting, you know, go outside, you know, go for a walk, go, go, go talk with, you know, a, a colleague that you don't normally talk with and, you know, spend five, 10 minutes, you know, getting to know them a little bit better to, you know, figure out what their background is. Just, you know, take this as an opportunity to, to do something. Now, in my case, you know, my, my calendar synchronizes with my smartphone. So, even with it down, I knew what was you know going on you know during my day, but that didn't necessarily mean that the person on the other side of that calendar appointment did. So I knew that I may have a little bit more flexibility in my schedule today because they may not realize that they have an appointment with me. But uh, um, but again, you know, j just like the Facebook thing, it's like, okay, what do we do? And it's like I, I don't know, go outside, you know, 
play in the dirt, you know, you know, go, go find a park, listen to birds, watch traffic. I don't know. It, there's um, plenty of things you can do that doesn't involve a screen. Uh, so you can, you know, maybe, maybe toss that into your, your daily routine every once in a while. You, you'll be amazed as to, you know, what type of um, benefits you'll get by just, I don't know, being a part of nature for once in a while. Even on a even on a rainy day, yes, and have a life of movement. You know, we cover a lot about in, in that book. And, you know, the new book, the essential oils diet, covers foods that you want to eat. You want to reach your ideal weight. You want to create a lifestyle that's sustainable. Um, but what happens, like when you have a business trip? What happens when you got to get ready for a wedding? What happens when the holidays come? Like, there's all these little things that derail people. And when you set up systems that are, are lifestyle oriented. Um, you're never going to derail. I mean, just, just, just like the Marines, you know, proper planning prevents poor performance, right? So you, you mentioned something, you know what I like to do? And maybe this would be something people might want to implement because I, I did corporate America. I managed a bank. I worked finance. I, I get that life. You know, I used to take conference calls in an office when I had to be in an office and I would, you know, I would stand up. I would kind of like move around a little bit. I'll do little squats. I would do little stretches. I would do armchair yoga stuff. Um, I would make sure I had my essential oil diffuser or, or my little essential oils with me. My, my, my wife would make me little misters. Now that I have a home-based business, I have a lot more freedom with where I can work and what I do. I'm always outside. Like I'm always, I'm working all the time. I work a lot and I'm on my phone. I'm on conference calls, but I'm doing it outside. I got my shirt off. I'm getting some vitamin D. I might be throwing a ball while I'm on a call just to get movement, motion. That's one thing that everyone can and should do. And this is a shocker for most people. Um, we all, you know, unless you don't know it, sitting is the new smoking, but standing is just as bad. It's about motion. And research has shown if you sit down like most people do all day, like for more than eight hours at a desk job, you will lose 4.2 years of your life, irrespective of the amount of exercise that you do. Like you can't out-exercise a couple things. You, a, you can't out-exercise a bad diet. And A, you can't out-exercise lack of motion. So when you sit down, all day for those eight hours. And the only time you get up is to go, you know, coffee break, restroom break, like little time just gets chunked away from your life. And then if you're like a lot of people, you go to the gym, you might be a weekend warrior, you might do some fun things end the weekend, but it's about creating motion and movement as a part of your daily activity. So there's a lot of things you, you need to be conscious of and having like a smartwatch or something, an, an alarm that says, hey, 20 minutes, get up, just get up. Do a couple squats, move, shake around, move your, you know, like we get into this zone. And so little things, because we want to help people live, like you mentioned, a life worth living to your old age, not be 70 years old at the nursing home, doped up on all drugs and not even remembering your grandkids. And I say that very humbly because that was my grandfather. And I saw my grandfather essentially die in a chair, but he lived for another 10 years. And I was like, you know. That, that's not a life that I want. Yeah, nobody should. And we all have, we all have the skills and the capability to choose differently. And um, your, your books will definitely guide people on, on making that right choice. So they can ignore those 
90 second commercials of, of medications to make them quote unquote feel better when in fact they won't. So uh, Dr. Z, I've loved our conversation today. Where can people find out more about you and, and get in touch with you? Yeah, our website, naturallivingfamily.com. You can check us out there. And the book, the book's available on Amazon, everywhere books are sold. Um, the Essential Oils Diet, it's the newest book. The first book, if you want to learn all about essential oils, is called The Healing Power of Essential Oils. And yeah, dive in, learn. And one tip I want to give you all is you could do it. Just have the faith in yourself and have fun. Have fun fun with a lifestyle that is life-giving and healthy and that will benefit every aspect of your entire existence. That is awesome. And I'll definitely have that information in the show notes. Dr. Z, thank you for everything. Thank you for, um, for your cause and, and for, for fighting for all of us to, to have, you know, the right life for, for each of us, a uh, life of, of health, which then generates wealth. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about a, a wealthy life is a life where you just feel so full of, of energy and, and giving and um, just, you know, being, you know, a, a beacon of light for, for others. So thank you for being on the show. Amen. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst-case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.